0: Hi and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor with Computer World. I'm here with Matthew Finnegan, also from Computer World. Today's topic, collaboration, the collaboration market and what's going on. So stick around. Okay, so Matthew, thanks for being here. I should note that uh, Matthew is actually based in Sweden, and we have him in town this week because he's gonna be in New York for the uh, Slack Frontiers. Slack Frontier, is that what it's called? Yeah, Slack Frontiers. Fr- Slack Frontier. To, uh, to get the latest on what uh, Slack is up to, um, as you probably know, collaboration is a, is a very big market right now. There's a lot going on between Microsoft Teams, um, Slack, of course, Google Hangouts, Google Chat, Google Meeting. Uh, our Hangouts Meeting and Chat, um, and a variety of companies that are trying to edge their way into the market because of the, you know, the changing workforce and how people are are trying to get work done in a variety of places in different times and locations. So um, that's sort of the background of, of what, you know, why we're doing this. So Matthew, um, what is Slack up to these days, as best you can tell?
1: Well, um, as you're saying, it's a it's a, a Busy, very competitive market at the moment. I mean, um, uh, Slack uh, effectively kickstarted the market for uh, team collaboration, uh, team chat tools focused on supporting team collaboration. And um, uh, I I suppose over the past year or so, um, the big, Challenge for Slack has been the introduction of um, a variety of competitors, um, most notably, I suppose, would be uh, would be Microsoft and Microsoft Teams. So over the past while, um, we've also been seeing um, uh, Slack uh, building out its sort of enterprise uh, capabilities. Yep. Enterprise Grid is that what it's called? Enterprise Grid was right. launched um, so about a year or so ago, yep. um, which. Um, Supports a much wide, uh, larger number of, of users and provides some more um, administrative uh, con- uh, controls and um, IT uh, focused features to to really support wider uh, deployments of um, of Slack, which kind of initially would uh, would take the route of uh, deployments by smaller teams within a large organization. Yeah, and so there's been more of a concerted effort to. Uh, i guess sort of engage with, with cios and have like um enterprise-wide um deployments of um of slack which we're starting uh, to see now there's uh, they're getting a lot of um big name customers which um, we will be talking at them um, at the uh, the event this week in new york and um so uh, there's been a focus on that and um over the in recent months there's been more um Security administrative uh, features um, announced, um, uh, such as the the uh, enterprise uh, key management and so forth. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: People don't think about that, but when it comes to something like uh, collaboration, and you've got employees who are sharing documents, uh, sharing corporate data, you know, sensitive information that's being communicated. That uh, you know, one of the things these companies like Slack and, and Microsoft, obviously, and others have to keep in mind is how do you manage all that stuff and keep it secure. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is it it does seem that that Slack. Um, I think we've been using Slack here at uh, at Computer World and parts of IDG for three four years now, and by the time we got to it, it had obviously been around a while. But it it really felt like it sort of bubbled up from below, rather than being sort of this corporate tool that was handed to you. Um, from IT or from, or you know, as Microsoft is now trying to do with Teams, and you know, where it's being integrated with Office, but Slack sort of bubbled up. But uh, clearly, a lot of companies, especially like Microsoft, um, seem to be trying to, to push the push Slack aside if they can, and uh, um, and and edge their way into the market. Is that is that sort of what you're seeing over the last year or so?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Slack has. Had this um, advantage of being very popular with with users, uh, whereas in the past uh, with uh, enterprise social networks, for example, uh, there's been a lot of top-down rollouts. Microsoft which, Yammer, perhaps. E- exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did anybody um,
0: use it, Yammer? I'm sorry, we tried it a little while, we never could get it to really be. You know, nobody really wanted to use it.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I, and and that was that was one of the one of the problems with a lot of these uh, tools was actually achieving the the high levels of user adoption with uh, people actually wanting to use these tools on a regular basis um, w- was difficult to do although there is there does seem to, uh, to still be a place for enterprise social networks yeah um, yeah team chat has has evolved um, uh, has been introduced as a, as a um, uh, by by users as a way of, of getting work done which um, slack has obviously done very well with, um, but now others are, are seeing the opportunity as yeah. we, we start to get more um, uh, large organizations wanting to use these tools. It's attracted uh, the likes of Microsoft and Google and uh,
0: even uh, Facebook with Workplace by That's right, Workplace well, so. by Facebook, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to find out is, or I, I guess I should explain real quick that in terms of the way we use Slack, and I think this may mirror how a lot of companies may be using it, um, with Matthew being in Sweden, and I'm in Framingham in, in Massachusetts, for us to coordinate in real time on a story, we're in communication in real time. And we can edit in real time, send documents back and forth. And that's something that, you know, a few years ago, would, as we were talking earlier, you would have done largely by email, which would have been, first of all, a nightmare because you'd be sending emails back and forth. And secondly, it's not really real time. It's kind of real time depending on when somebody gets the email. But I mean, when you think about the role Slack and other collaboration tools play now, uh, just take a look at uh, on those rare occasions when Slack goes down, I, my Twitter feed blows up. Well, work's over for the day because Slack is off, you know. And there are obviously a lot of companies that are now relying on these kinds of tools uh, to get work done. Um, so, all right. So with that with that background, so what is what is Microsoft trying to do with Teams, or what are you know? It, it seems like they're they're trying to tie it closer to Office 365 and just make it another part of the suite there that people will naturally gravitate to or use?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I mean, this is clearly the major strength with Microsoft Teams is the the very tight integration with the Office 365 productivity tools, um, as well as just the fact that it's bundled in with the subscription to Office 365. So essentially, if you're... Organization is using um, the uh, Office 365 suite. You already have Teams there, mm-hmm. so um, it, it means if there's a decision to be made of, of rolling out Slack or using Teams, which is already available, then there's there's a there's a big benefit there. So it, um, that that's where um, Microsoft has been pushing its advantage, and at most uh, at the Ignite conference last week. It was, uh, there were the most recent uh, user adoption figures were announced. And so it's uh, three three hundred 329,000 businesses are using Office 365.
0: So with, te- you mean Teams in Office 365? Sorry, 365? We, 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 uh, using Teams. Right. Okay. So over 300,000 already. Mm-hmm. And Teams has been around for about a year? Or is it um
1: i b- i believe it was 2016 it was Couple it, of years. It, okay. it
0: yeah and then um
1: general availability was uh, about a year ago i believe so, okay. so it is it's grown very quickly but it, there's a question mark over to what degree these organizations are actually using teams mm-hmm. um microsoft uh, publishes different sort of metrics on user adoption to slack does, uh, to to how uh, slack does so um, Slack has eight million daily active users, which Microsoft uh, doesn't break out. So it's harder to gauge whether a lot of these organisations are actually using Teams or whether it's being uh, it's being t- uh, it's available within their organisation.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you make a good point there, because as we've talked about this over the last few months, one of the issues that companies often have when they're rolling out the software is, of course, you do have the concerns about security, as I mentioned earlier, but also just sort of being able to Decide or figure out whether employees are actually using the tools. Okay, so somebody logs mm-hmm. into Office 365, and you can maybe count that as you know they're in the suite and Teams is available. But you know, again, back to my earlier uh, comment, you know, I haven't seen anybody uh, light their hair on fire on Twitter because Microsoft Teams happened to go down. You know, and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's that. It, I mean, I would I would have to believe that Microsoft, given the powerhouse that it is in the enterprise. Um, probably does present a threat to Slack um, just because Microsoft is so ubiquitous around the world and because so many companies you know, are using Office. I mean, that gives them a real foothold into the, into the enterprise in a way that sort of, like I say, Slack kind of bubbled up from the bottom. Uh, do you get a sense from, uh, and I guess you may find out more this week uh, uh, down in New York at the, at the Slack event, but do you get a sense that, that Slack is is worried about Microsoft? I mean, obviously, I'm sure they're keeping track of what they're doing, but are they uh, quaking in their boots because Microsoft is coming after them, or do they feel pretty confident that they've got a pretty good foothold and they can they can hold their own?
1: Yeah, it definitely appears so and um, Slack uh, uh there has plenty of momentum itself I mean um a lot of analysts are saying that yeah Microsoft is uh, it, it, uh, te- Microsoft teams is a substantial threat to uh, to slack but at the same time uh, slack recently announced more funding um uh, four hundred and twenty seven million dollars of funding in its latest round and um has been acquiring more companies and building out its own features and capabilities and Uh, also i I guess to some degree um taking on microsoft in its in its own area by launching the enterprise uh, enterprise grid product and going after larger deployments so yeah, I, I think there's a there's a major challenge for Slack here, but the line I guess um, Slack seems to be taking is this is just showing the interest that there is among large organisations for team chat tools for um, channel based communications and for for the market that they're going after in general um, that Microsoft is putting so much weight behind Teams. Uh, kind of validates their approach and what they're doing to a large degree. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, again, we were talking about this a little earlier, but when you think about the way people use collaboration tools now, um, you know, first of all, you've got a changing workforce, or what appears to be a changing workforce, where you have a mix of employees that come into the office on different days or at different times. You've got some people who work from home. You've got people who are traveling a lot and doing work on their, you know, mobile devices or tablets. And so work gets done in, in in a different way. As you know, as you said, I don't know that there are any companies where people come, you know punch the clock at nine o'clock in the morning and punch out at five o'clock, and nothing happens outside those hours. And when you've got collaboration tools like these, uh, and they and they do seem to be building onto them routinely. You know, they're, they're, the, the major companies are buying smaller companies and adding their software to the to the collaboration tools, sort of building them out a bit by bit. Uh, in fact what was it uh slack last week was it they bought Astro is that was that last week or recently yeah last week they they bought Astro and what do we have an idea what they plan to do with with the astro IP or whatever it is that they got in the, in the deal so um
1: with a lot of the the acquisitions slack has made uh, in recent years it has been to uh, acquire companies, yeah, and incorporate their technology into uh, the Slack platform, such as uh, Screen Hero, I think in 2015, um, started to integrate some of those features. And with, um, so Astro is an email client which used uh, m- uh, machine learning to help uh, uh, simplify management of, of email, and there was a, they built a Slack bot, Astro Bot, which was very popular, uh, which basically allows Slack users to manage their email and respond to emails and receive m- notifications within Slack, so that you can, uh, you, you can reply without switching applications. So you stay in the
0: application, which is of course what companies it, like you to do.
1: Ex- exactly. Exactly, and and it makes a lot of sense it, for for an application like Slack to be the the sort of the central hub for your for your work and for your productivity, so you're not switching constantly between applications. And so it seems that well, uh, so the Astro client is has been shut down and it looks like the the technology will be um, integrated in, in some way into Slack going forward. So I'm not sure exa- exactly what, what form that's gonna take yet, but um, it kind of just shows how Slack is looking to bridge the gap between this new way of working um, mm-hmm. with uh, team chat and channels and uh, and email and, and showing that, yeah, I mean, email isn't
0: isn't going away uh, so it's but it might morph, you know, between and uh, something mm-hmm. in between, you know, a collaboration tool and and traditional email as we as we know it. You know, you, you, another point you make, and I, I think you had said that this was something that Slack might be looking at or talking about more this week is the the growth of AI and machine learning and uh, little botnets um, to try to smooth out or um, streamline the processes that people use. Uh, I know that uh, recently, I when, when I've logged on to. Uh, our Office 365 um, suite here, I, I remember seeing something that said, you know, intelligent agent is now available, would you like to turn it on? I didn't, uh, until I know more about exactly what intelligent agent's gonna do. But, but I mean, that kind of, of, of sort of uh, um, building out uh, AI and ML, uh, machine learning, um, seems to be something that the industry is, is looking at very very closely. Are you seeing that, you know, with the different companies, is that, am I reading that correctly?
1: yeah absolutely i mean w- one of the 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 challenges with team collaboration i guess that's kind of been emerging is, is that as more and more work is carried out in an application such as slack or in teams and there's more users uh, um are actually put onto these platforms across large organizations i mean there, there's a lot of uh noise and distraction i guess from yeah. a lot of team chat but and also um there's a lot of potential for um, connecting employees uh, with other employees and finding um, information across the organization. But that can be quite difficult when there's so much data going around. So um, there's various ways that um, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning can be used to improve collaboration. I mean, yeah, uh, as we discussed with with Astro and Astro Bot, and there the many um, bots that are used within slack is a, a very uh, popular way to to, to sort of support um work and productivity within within slack um but there's yeah uh, slack's uh, search uh, learning intelligence uh, division is is focused on improving uh, using machine learning to improve uh, search capabilities within slack and which will benefit large organizations as as they use it um, more and becomes uh, for yeah for for surfacing documents um for connecting people but also um, we're increasingly seeing w- with Microsoft teams as well that um, uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence can be used as part of the the, the meeting room um, experience and, uh, and meeting processes um, for the video conferencing and so forth either yeah, an intelligent assi- assistant um, suggesting documents ahead of your, a meeting with um, certain colleagues around projects that you may have been working on, as well as um, even uh, Microsoft announced integration with Cortana, which was focused around uh, kick-starting meetings, basically, which is also something that, that Cisco with um, Spark, oh, no. as it was uh, the Spark assistant now, I believe it's the TISC, Cisco Webex Teams Assistant, maybe, um, was kind of the first one to do that, as far as I'm aware, um, to, to use a, a voice-activated assistant to to kick off um, a video conference. So there, there's plenty of possibilities. And then, obviously, um, uh, Amazon and Alexa for Business, That's a the meeting room is a, is a focus there as well. So there's, there's a variety of ways that um, AI is... Uh, Uh, either helping now or poised to help uh, collaboration and productivity
0: yeah it's it is interesting you know and, and I know we won't have time to get into this this will be our next discussion but the whole idea of digital assistance and voice activation here and how that would play a role in as you said you know servicing documents that you and whoever's in your team or your channel might want before a meeting or even just being able to say to Cortana schedule a meeting with you know Joe Sue and Mary to talk about X, Y, and Z on this date, and it gets scheduled, everybody gets a notification, and and then figuring out ways that the meeting room and the and the, the bridge or whatever people are using to communicate is all set up for you so you don't have those hideous things where everybody's like, is somebody on, you know? Is everybody there? Did somebody just come on the meeting, you know? To have that sort of streamlined and smoothed out, it, it's sort of an adjunct to collaboration, but that's, that's how work gets done now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things, um, one of the big players we haven't played and talked much about, um, and I want to just ask real quickly: um, Google um, with G Suite. I know that uh, you were at the uh, Google Cloud next, yeah, and there was a lot of discussion there about trying to figure out ways of doing AI and ML and building out some of the the uh, um, parts of G Suite that that you know Hangouts and Hangouts Chat. Any sense for whether Google, you know, is, is making a real play for this? Are we in sort of a Teams versus Slack world, or is it still too early to tell?
1: Yeah, uh, Google is definitely focused uh, on team collaboration and team chat specifically. Uh, as you mentioned, Google Hangouts has been divided into two products now. Uh, Google Hangouts. Meet, which is uh, for video conferencing, and Google Hangouts Chat, which is obviously around uh, team chat capabilities. So it, it, it's definitely an area that uh, Google is is focused on. And again, in a similar approach to Microsoft, these tools are available within the G Suite uh, productivity suite subscription. So you don't. It's it's not a best-of-breed tool like Slack. It doesn't require a separate. Um, subscription cost for large businesses. But so uh, um, Google is, is definitely a a, a, a player in, the, in, in this market too. It p- perhaps hasn't made as bold moves as Microsoft has, as um, some of its competitors have. But then there's also a variety of others, um, as we mentioned, Cisco WebEx teams and Facebook Workplace, which takes a, a slightly different approach, is more kind of... Um, social network enterprise social network focused as as you would imagine with not Facebook. a surprise with Facebook yeah yeah and um, but but they're uh, also targeting some similar use cases and um, not just for knowledge workers as well Facebook is uh, workplace is uh, targeted also towards frontline workers in hospitality in retail sectors and so forth which is a, a, a big audience which Microsoft is also looking at with teams um, so there's a, uh, there's there's a variety of players. Also, some um, unified th- communications uh, companies that are also building out uh, their own team chat capabilities as well. So it's, Slack and Microsoft are are definitely grabbing the headlines at the moment. But it's it's a very competitive space, and it'll be interesting to see if there's. Any more consolidation in the market as there was
0: with uh, Atlassian? HipChat. Yeah, boy, that caused a bit of a stink. Huh? Yeah, explain yeah, that. Yeah. What, what, that happened uh, late July, I think.
1: Yeah. So, uh, basically, uh, Atlassian had two team chat uh, tools, HipChat, yeah. uh, which has been around for a number of years, and uh, Stride, right. which was announced, I believe, about a year ago. And w- I know it was fairly new product. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was given a general availability release, I believe um, just a, f- a few months ago earlier this year. So, uh, and it was, Stride was kind of seen as the Slack competitor yep. for Atlassian, and it was um, well received uh, as a product. Um, uh, the aim was to kind of reduce some of the noise around collaboration, um, and it, it it seemed to do quite a good job of that, but the market, um, uh, Slack has obviously shown that it's um, leading in the market, and yeah. there's, uh, it made sense for Atlassian to to strike this this deal with with Slack, which has meant that Slack acquired the the IP for HipChat and Stride, right. and um, subsequently discontinued both tools, with the idea that uh, being that um, Atlassian would encourage users uh, from both tools onto Slack's platform, Slide. yeah, and. So, which is uh, kind of makes sense for both companies. Um, It means that um, Atlassian isn't um, fighting in a market which is uh, taking a lot of its attention and so forth. Um, Slack has one less competitor to worry about now. (laughs) One way to get them off the field. Yeah, exactly, and um, and also uh, uh, access to a a lot more users. And there'll be a a strong partnership between the two companies going forward. But it has it did mean that um, a lot of Hipchats and Stride users weren't uh, too happy about the news um, as it's obviously caused disruption for, for them. And um, a, a lot of users have been in their frustrations about that. Um, the, the two CEOs of Atlassian at their um, event in, the user event in uh, Spain recently uh, apologized to users and sort know of that it was a difficult decision, but one that makes sense in the long term for the company and, and for users it should do as, as well. There's there's some concerns about um, HipChat on-premise users that might not want to move to the clouds, but uh, there are some options there um, for on, on-premise tools. and um, uh, But... Uh, Generally, um, it, it, seem, it seems to be a, a well-received as a decision
0: um, for, for both companies. Yeah, I do think it makes sense uh, when you look at it from, a, from the broader market perspective. I, I just think that uh, it was kind of, ir- not ironic, but interesting that the, the HipChat and Stride users were, I think because they were caught off guard by the announcement, and then realized they were going to have to migrate to either Slack or something else. And they, <laughs> you wrote about it the, the, on some of the message boards right right after the announcement, they were they were not amused. I guess uh, you know people when you get used to these tools, especially if you can customize them, and you know you, you think of them as user friendly, people kind of get invested in uh, uh, whatever collaboration tool you know they wind up with. Um, okay, I should let you go. No, you got a flight to get. Uh, any last thoughts about where we are right now, or do you think we pretty much covered the the state of the collaboration market?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's so much to talk about with it. It's a it's a, a very busy market, and um, what, what what's just uh, interesting is that it's it's still kind of early days in terms of large-scale deployments at, at um, big enterprise organizations so it'll be interesting to see how the market continues to develop and um, uh, how large businesses can really get benefits from these tools
0: yeah well we're gonna stay on top of this I probably the next time we do this I'll have you on uh, by Skype or something from Sweden but uh, I do want to pick your brain again uh, Matthew thanks for being here today collaboratively speaking as it were uh, that's a wrap